Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with my buddy, Jared Davis. We just had the early signing period. Uh, it used to be called the early signing day, but now it's kind of like an open period where it's a short term where guys can sign typically people sign on the day december 20th this year and uh auburn currently i think it's somewhere in the range of like including transfers in it's like 26 guys i think um maybe by the time you listen to this maybe it's a little bit more uh, but it's really exciting uh, to see that many guys um you know are this this staff you know think about last year like i i was doing a little comparison of last year to this year and you know Hugh Freeze had to come in really quickly and scrounge together a recruiting class because when Harson left, our recruiting class was 55th in the nation, which is absolutely unacceptable at Auburn. Thankfully, got that up to, I think, around like the 17, 19, kind of that range last year, um, which was pretty solid, like considering. Um, and on top of that, he started to fill some of the gaps like offensive line. But this, one of the, key things that I noticed this class was, again, he did the same thing. He saw the needs and he went after them. Well, it was, yeah, I think very clearly all Auburn fans could see it. One of the biggest gaps, wide receivers. We went after and got a couple big five-star wide receivers and Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson. But we also got a couple others, Malcolm Simmons and Bryce Kane, who, I mean, everybody calls them sleepers and they could legitimately be because of how talented they are kind of like in my mind, like a very high four star um, could really break out. So Jared, I want to, you know, before we dive into any specific players, give me your overall grade of this recruiting class um, and what Auburn put together this year. Now fully having a year to recruit these guys. I mean, I, I think it was pretty amazing. I mean, I, <clears throat> you know, I'm in a vacuum, so I don't know what other teams are doing. I just keep hearing about the guys we're getting and, and you look up and you're kind of like, oh, we're not number one because you hear about all these studs. And, <laughs> uh, but the, the reality is, um, you know, and, and Hugh Free said it, too. He's like, you know, we had a we had another guy in the bag and there was some late night calls made. And he's like, these people in our league are good at what they do. You got to stay diligent. And so um, other teams are, you know, we're, we're seventh in the nation, but fourth in the SEC. Like, that's just insane. Yeah. But like it was a good. Th- that that just means there's only three teams outside of the SEC better than us. 
Yeah. That just shows so, you how, how, how top-heavy the SEC is. Yeah, but, I mean, we were better than LSU, better than Tennessee. You know, we just weren't better. We weren't better than and, – and we're really fourth in the SEC because they're going ahead and counting Texas in the SEC. So it's one, two, and three. So, um, you know, I don't think you could – for a six and six team, um, <clears throat> I, I don't think you could have asked for more. Um, and I will say this, I, I can't believe the first receiver I'm going to talk about is Bryce Kane because we landed some studs, but read an article about him. I don't really think about these guys. He reminds me, based off what the article was saying, I picture him being kind of like an Anthony Schwartz type guy, like mm. next level speed. <clears throat> that could be the guy to take the top off, you know? Um, but obviously, I mean, Perry Thompson, Cam Coleman, I mean, uh, Pat Patrick Nix can he came out and said uh, the best comparison for Kim Coleman is Calvin Johnson. I mean, Holy if he even, if he's even half of that. And the crazy thing is, I think Kim Coleman is 16 years old. You can correct me on this. I'm pretty sure he's 16. He'll oh, be 17 before he gets to Auburn. But I mean, that's insane. Um, those guys, <clears throat> you know, here's the scary thing though, right? Hugh Freeze is still living off. And Perry Thompson even said it when he flipped to Auburn. Like, he's like, hey, if I was a defensive back, I'd go to Bama. Hugh Freeze has put guys in the NFL at receiver. We got to make good on this. Like, these guys wow. go out, got to go out there and be productive because we're still living off the the productive receivers at Ole Miss. That's what Hugh's selling. And now he's got his guys in. We need these guys to come in and be productive so we can keep building on that. Yeah, for sure. Well, and even the Patrick Nix tie. Uh, Cam Coleman came from Phoenix City, which is where Patrick Nix uh, was the high school head coach there. And uh, so there's lots of connections. Um, and part of the you know draw, obviously, was, you know, first off, like Perry Thompson. And, and let's kind of sit on this for a minute. You know, that Big Cat weekend was, in my mind, one of the biggest weekends for Auburn. And, and we thought in the moment, like, it was going to be really big. But the ripple effects started to come. You know, Perry Thompson committed. You know, and then they threw in Hugh Freeze into the pool. And then Malcolm Simmons in that same weekend uh, committed. And then multiple Riddick. guys after that came just because yeah. they experienced that weekend. Um, and that's pretty cool. So we got two. Um, I know for a fact, I mean, we got a guy that was a Bama and a Georgia commit to flip to us. And that just has not been happening. Perry yeah. Thompson was committed to Bama. Riddick, I think the linebacker was committed to Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like, we've not won those battles in the past. And people are going to talk about KJ Bolden, um, Georgia won out in the end. And we, we were, we were thought to be the favorite, but, in the, but he technically was still committed to FSU. So it's not like we lost that in that regard, but um, you know, we went, we went toe to toe with two of the best to ever do it and, and, mm-hmm. and won, won some battles there. And that's a huge, that's just a momentum shifter for the university, honestly. 100%. And, and to me, that's the bigger picture of like, we are truly, in my mind, back with recruiting. And and to get right now, I think we're seventh um, or eighth, just depending on which recruiting site you look at, to get to that point where I think Auburn should be every year in the top 10. With the amount of NIL money we can throw at people, the facilities, we have the history of being a great team. and that's the kind of thing that these players are going after. Um, and, and that to me is really exciting that we can do that. And, and even right now, you're kind of looking at the next recruiting class. Um, that next recruiting class is currently at the fifth um, nationally. And so obviously you want to keep that maybe even do better. And if you have 
two back-to-back seasons where you're, you know, say seven and five ranking, that's going to be some great talent that stays at Auburn. Um, and I'm really excited to see kind of what, what those guys play out to be, because obviously these guys, especially the five stars, the high four stars, you know, that's, that's them coming in. That's what they currently are. But we all know the big jump is from high school to college and making that transition. So seeing how they transition into college football is going to be very important over these next uh, few months for some of these guys, um, because that that will probably determine how much they get to play next year if they redshirt. Um, so I, I'll kind of give you a high level overview right now. We've got uh, two five stars. We've got nine four stars and a bunch of three stars, um, which considering I was, <laughs> Auburn had not had a five star in a long time. Um, Owen Papo, wasn't it? Yeah, Owen Papo. 2018 it, or not? What is that? Like, yeah, somewhere around there. That by itself should never happen. And it just kind of shows you our, where our recruiting was. And and where now you got Hugh Freeze and this amazing staff are pursuing these guys. And they're not afraid to go after somebody who's already committed to another team. Obviously, we flipped a couple of guys from Georgia and Alabama. Um, so very excited to see that. And and one other kind of key piece, we wanted to get the state of Alabama, and we got it. I think there's 13 guys committed um, right now, which is about half of our class. And uh, that by itself, pretty pretty impressive. Um, and I think that, that needs to be the core uh, for Auburn. Uh, getting a lot of guys in state and also top top 100 uh, recruits we have six Alabama has five yeah just to give you a heads up on the players that are listed in the top 100 um yeah the thing that you know recruiting is weird right because we're like fourth in average player ranking Georgia has 28 recruits so what do we wind up with 20 high school recruits maybe 21 so um yeah it's like 20 324 something in that range okay so oh yeah we've added i forgot we added uh sorry we added a lineman and a and a kicker so yeah those are like preferred walk-ons i think so i don't know how that i guess i mean they still sign so yeah i would count it i don't know how that works either but like a lot of that you look at these rankings and georgia has more numbers right i mean they have they also have you know they have they probably have better overall players but they have three five stars we have two but they have 28 players so the more numbers you have, <laughs> excuse me, the more, you know, the higher your score is going to go up. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, and my, that's where I was going with this. So it, I think we forget how hard it is, even with NIL where money is a huge deal, you still got to have these relationships. And Hugh came in and had to build those very quickly. Whereas some of these kids, I mean, look, we already have like eight kids already committed to us. Well, how are you going to come in and build that connection? So I think the point is 2025 should be even better because we've yeah. had time to we're we've already gotten several people committed. It just is so much easier to build on that. Oh yeah. Well, that that's where you know guys like that have been in the business like Kirby and uh, Saban have they they come at guys when they're like 14, 15 years old and they're just getting into high school and they're starting to build those relationships because um, that that's what it usually takes. Um, to get a guy really comfortable with who you are and how they could fit inside of your your system um, at your university. And, and you know, Hughes essentially had to come in with essentially a right out a year of communicating, talking, 
building relationships with the moms and the dads and the obviously the players themselves. Um, so big, big, uh, you know, props to them. Um, definitely want to talk, you know, hype about um, Marcus Harris or Marcus Davis, sorry, um, our wide receiver coach. Uh, obviously, this wide receiver class would not be here without them. Uh, without him and then Hugh Freeze, uh, really, I mean, uh, kind of another side piece of this is you know, Hugh Freeze taking a little bit of a step back from the offense, which I think us as Auburn fans in the short term, we were like, come on, like, you know, we know Hugh Freeze as a he has a good offensive mind and he just was like he wasn't using all of that last season while well, he was using some of that energy say like on a you know monday morning to go out and recruit and build those relationships and i think that's where me as a fan I'm like dang it why are you doing this in the moment and now i'm seeing those payoffs um a little bit with this recruiting class obviously we don't know how these guys are going to pan out but we have guys we have higher recruiting classes than, uh, as I heard this, um, our our uh, average uh, recruit level um, for this, you know, star level um, for this class was, I think there was only like two guys that were even higher rated um, star-wise that Harson had. Um, and, and that's crazy. Like, again, that just shows you the floor of Auburn's recruiting has gone way up back to where it should be. And uh, I think that's uh, kind of a very bright spot for Auburn. Um, let's talk through a couple other of these uh, really big um, guys that we've got. I mean, we got um, Amaris Williams. Uh, he is a four-star, 34th in the country. Um, and he was a, a flip from Florida, which, you know, there were so many of those um, just because Florida's in shambles right now. Um, but, hey, uh, if, if Auburn can take a little bit of that and uh, use it, why not? You know, um, we also got a few other kind of uh, bigger guys for the defensive line. Uh, Gage Keys, he's a Kansas uh, grad transfer. He already got his degree and uh, is coming in um, with some extra eligibility. Um, and then we got Jamonte Waller, uh, four-star edge. So again, starting to plug those gaps um, that I think we need it. You know, we had Marcus Harris leaving. Um, we've got some edge guys that are, you know, that are starting to kind of step up. But we need more. We need more depth there. And so I think that's uh, where Auburn saw the need and they went after it. Um, another one was linebackers in my mind. Um, and we went after, got some good linebackers. Uh, Joe Phillips, he's a four star. Um, and I'm blanking on a few others, but I think we had like two or three linebackers. Yeah, DJ Barber. Um, who else? One more. Um, but yeah, uh, Dorian uh, Mossy, uh, who's a Duke linebacker. He already has over a thousand snaps um, and 32 career starts. Very good experience, good mature guy. So just to get more depth at those positions was really key. Obviously, wide receivers, we talked about that. But I think that starts plugging a lot of these holes so that this next year we're going to have for sure a solid first string and probably a good solid second string that we can rely on. Um, any of those guys, you know, that we've kind of mentioned uh, that you want to kind of key in on, Jared? No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest outside of your your have, you know, the the Riddicks and Perry's. I don't know a ton about all of them just yet. Um, I should know more. 
Um, I mean, I just, I know that we, you know, I know we brought in some offensive line, some D line help. And I really think that's, uh, I think D line's probably our biggest, you know, need there. Um, and I, I, uh, cause we're losing Marcus Harris. So I think that, I think that's, you know, we need to find people to fill those spots and we need to, and that's where you win in the SEC, right? Offensive and defensive oh, yeah. line. Yeah. So, um, and there's a few portal guys out there right now. We're after in the secondary. I mean, we're losing DJ James, Pritchett and Jalen Simpson. Uh, yeah. So, and, I mean, and that was a little bit of a concern. I mean, we got a couple guys on the secondary, but they're, uh, I wish we had gotten a handful more that were higher. Yeah. Maybe we go, maybe that's, you know, the next round of transfers. Maybe we go after that. Well, and I think that's going to be huge. We talked all year about K and Lee getting experience, right? When Pritchett was injured to start the season. So K and Lee is, you know, he's going to, he's, he's kind of a veteran now. So that's going to help for next year. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, defense is, defense has me a little concerned. Um, <laughs> offense, I think as long as none of our offensive linemen leave unexpectedly and yeah. we keep our running back core together, I mean, we really got better at offense, honestly, if we keep our O-line together. Oh, yeah. Um, because we elevated the wide receiver room. Everything stays the same, and we elevated the wide receiver room. Yep. And, um, and so I'm, I'm kind of the same as you. I feel like defense might be a slight weak point. But I've thought that at the same time you know, last year and said, ah, we might have some weakness. And here we are. You know, They managed the weaknesses that we did have very well. Um, and so, you know, who am I to say that we should have gotten more, uh, you know, cornerbacks? Uh, but hey, that's just kind of where I'm. I'm kind of feeling that there was a little bit of a, maybe a slight miss uh, was not getting enough secondary players. Well, and real quick, uh, I mean, it was essentially like getting a four star when Keontae Scott said I'm coming back, and then obviously also Asante. So those guys coming back were big, right? I mean, oh, it's almost 100%. like land, that's like landing a recruit. You know, we don't mm-hmm. we don't think of it that way, but that was huge. Um, yeah, because so, I mean, in my mind, a guy like Keontae could be like, hey, I've I've proven a lot. I've had lots of injuries. I'm going to go test the waters in the NFL. And I would not, you know, I wouldn't question that. I'd be like, go have the go have a great time in the NFL. But what I think is kind of interesting here, I think this is coming up with Jarquez a little bit, too, is getting guys to stay is nil money they can hey you can stay here we'll you know give you a little bit extra nil money that speaks a lot because you know going to the nfl even these free agents are not getting paid that well and you're kind of living it's not paycheck to paycheck but it's hey if i don't perform i'm not getting paid i'm getting cut from this team whereas if you're in college nil money is pretty much guaranteed uh, you just do your job, play, stay on the team, don't get arrested. You get your NIL money. And, yeah, I th- I th- and so I think that's a big pull. Yeah, NIL has a lot of flaws, and the portal have a lot of flaws, but there are some good to it. And that's it's giving players the freedom. Players were having to leave, um, you know, to you know support a family or, yeah. <clears throat> you know, before they got hurt, go make money. And now this allows, you know, guys to, um, you know, make different decisions and, come back and, you know, they probably enjoy college. A lot of these kids never wanted to leave. They wanted to stay, but they had to go make money. So now they can do both, you know. Um, oh, yeah. We should, we should probably do the math one day and figure out, okay, at what point can you make the same coming back? Like, to me, I know we've oh, talked yeah. about it, but if Jarquez is going to be, you know, 
third or fourth round running back, you know, can Auburn match that? I, I think they may could. I mean, I think that um, I think they probably fourth round. I think we could probably match that money. Um, yeah. Well, I was just looking at on three and they just do like a essentially a uh, like a prediction of how much NIL money a player is getting. And currently they kind of value Drakwes at about one hundred and fifteen thousand uh, dollars, which again blows my mind. Players getting paid that much. But that's not even like top end. Like some of these players are getting legitimately like million, million and a half dollar deals. So, you know, there is money probably to throw more at him um, to get Jarquez. And I've even heard somewhere in the range of like 400 to 500,000 to get Jarquez to say. Yeah. Is that that actually going to happen? I don't know because that's, you know, closed door. They never, at least right now, reveal NIL money. Yeah, I would think it's more in the 500 plus range. If, um, you know, if there's any threat of him leaving, if he's just, if we're like, you're not leaving, um, you know, mm-hmm. then maybe, maybe you do it for less. But if there's a real threat of him leaving, I think you're going to have to probably be above 500k. Well, if you want I mean, he, he's he's kind of sad. You know, he's 50-50, which, uh, <laughs> you know, he doesn't have a direct, clear direction which way to go. Um, so I think these next few days and weeks are going to be important to him. Um, staying or leaving um and, and it kind of tied us back to this you know national signing day auburn didn't sign any running backs which to me says something that auburn is highly confident in our running back room right now um, to not have to go after a running back to get them and that to me kind of says we have a good shot at keeping jarquez when you know, I, I mentioned it on the podcast a few times i, I was kind of already uh, almost just ready to say, yeah, you're done. You're going to the NFL. You're very talented. But obviously this NIL money is uh, kind of keeping him around, making him think a little bit more about it. Um, let's also talk about a couple other kind of, in my mind, very big recruits that we got. Um, Walker White, quarterback, four-star. Clemson was going after him and, and really kind of had him for a long time until Auburn came in. And uh, apparently Auburn's pitch for him was even better than what Clemson um, had. So I, I, I've already started to really love Walker White just because you can tell he's going to be a leader. He he looks like a man, which is pretty crazy. He's only like 18 years old, still in high school, um, but he looks very grown up. And you can tell he's got a maturity about him um, and he's got a great deep ball. <laughs> so. If you go watch any of his highlights, you're you're bound to see some good deep ball. And just the way you know college football is now, like think about you know LSU and Bama, and how how they scored this last season. Just it felt like at will. They were doing it on these long pass plays, and just guys were getting open. And I feel like we've been missing out on that. And now that we got the wide receiver pieces, and you know I think Peyton can make those throws. But for sure, Walker White, when it's his time, which I think at some point it will be his time to shine at Auburn as quarterback, he can make those throws. So really excited to see um, him. Uh, We also um, got a few uh, kind of players that I think don't get as much attention. You know, one of them we've already mentioned, Bryce Kane, wide receiver, four star. Um, He's a little bit smaller, five foot 11, but don't let the size uh, kind of tempt you into thinking he's not to be great because i i've heard like you he he can be a super speedster um 
and he he one of the craziest things about him was in doing research he's only played two years of football ever like organized that's crazy and he is already kind of a top four-star recruit just showing you how talented this guy is and after you know having him go through uh practices spring fall camps all that you gotta think he's just gotta he's gonna grow and he's gonna learn a lot so my guess is he's probably gonna be pretty raw but you know he's got the talent so pretty excited to see that um i also mentioned malcolm simmons another wide receiver four star um pretty fun fact here he won the state championship in both high jump and long jump so you know the dude can jump and uh let's be honest uh 50-50 balls have been uh, a problem for auburn to say the least um you know we've had a few obviously go our way but we need some some big guys that can go up and you know that they'll come down with the ball um also i was kind of looking into malcolm simmons apparently at some point auburn is looking at him not as a wide receiver but potentially playing some defensive back which again kind of shows you he's, he's an athlete even in high school he played some running back so it's like he's a very versatile player um, excited to see what we could do with him. I could totally see something like a Malcolm Simmons speed sweep or something in the future, um, just with how fast and how you can jump and all that good stuff. Um, I think those were kind of the main ones. Jared, any other ones that you wanted to pull, pull out uh, that you wanted to talk about from our recruiting class? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No, I think we kind of hit it. I mean, there, we we appreciate all of them choosing Auburn. Um, I know they had a lot of options, and <clears throat> so we thank you all for choosing us. And definitely excited about the future. And let's uh, let's get through this bowl game and then start focusing on those guys for the future. And some of them will be here. You know, they'll be on campus in spring, and and those guys will have kind of a leg up. Um, and uh, I don't I don't know if Perry's going to be here in the spring. I think Cam will be, but. Um, yeah, you know, and and recruiting's not done. I mean, there's there's another uh, big guy that um, big in uh, recruiting stature that you know may go may come our way. Um, it's between us and Bama, and if that happens, that we'll be we'll be climbing up the recruiting rankings even further. So we'll see how yeah. that turns out. I mean, people are talking. If we do get, um, are you talking about Ryan Williams? Yeah, Ryan Williams. You, yeah, and if, if we get him, and maybe yeah, you know, that, that could potentially push us up to like fifth recruiting yeah. which yeah i mean I love that i yeah. love that um which huge. again you know kind of the talk you know hey it's auburn being auburn and auburn's being auburn right now we're pitching auburn and showing auburn and i think it's starting to pay off um and hugh freeze obviously leading the charge and all that i think is uh obviously paying some dividends already um, I'll mention a couple of just quick ones. Caleb Harris, uh, he came from Thompson High School, which is, um, I didn't go to high school there, but grew up in Alabaster. And uh, so pretty cool to see him uh, getting picked up by Auburn. Uh, very physical safety. Um, so you got to love a good safety that's not afraid to hit somebody. Um, and uh, he, I mean, just the way Auburn, I feel like 
is able to develop safeties and secondary players. If you come in as a three-star, let's be honest, you're not leaving as a three-star. You're probably leaving much, much better. So excited to see what Caleb can do. Um, also mentioned this, uh, the hometown kicker, uh, Towns Magoo. Uh, he uh, came from Auburn High School, and uh, I saw his fun video. He got to uh, officially you know, sign with Auburn uh, as a kicker, and part of it was he, his family, and he was with the coaches um, on Auburn's campus, got to uh, you know, celebrate. So I feel like that's kind of pretty special since he lives there. Um, it's not just, you know, sign your paper, fax it off, and you're done. Um, it was a, a little bit more of a celebratory thing kind of with everybody. Um, and, hey, I know we got Alex McPherson, and he's technically a redshirt freshman right now. Um, or for, Is he a freshman or sophomore? Well, I'm not thinking he's a sophomore, but I think he's a freshman because Anders like just, yeah, he, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I don't a think he burned freshman. it. He could, he could, but he could go pro after next year. Yeah. And I mean, if he, if he really wants to, I mean, his, his brothers, Evan McPherson's out in the NFL, so it could happen. Um, I don't, I feel like that doesn't always happen with kickers. Usually they stay the full, much. full time. But if you go, if he goes through all next year and doesn't miss a field goal either, he, he might get My some calls. Gosh. So. No, if that happens, he will have to really seriously think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty cool, you know, to, to see Auburn. We know us as, you know, having great running backs and more recent years, great defensive backs. But, you know, these kickers, we have legitimately had great kickers for the last, like, 15 years. And you don't yep. have to necessarily think too much about the kicking game, which if, if you watch any college football you know, kicking is not reliable for most teams. No. And no. Uh, Auburn's had that luxury. Uh, Jared, any other final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, sir. I think we've covered it all. It's a, it was a good recruiting weekend, and let's just keep that momentum going. Yeah, for sure. And and I was really excited to see a lot of players announcing they're coming back. So I'll mention Damari Austin, Keontae Scott, Eugene Asante, Rivaldo Fairweather. I'm sure there's others that I'm missing, but those were just some that came to mind. And uh, really excited to keep those guys because all of them had a had a piece in this uh, team. And I'm excited that they essentially, like we talked about, getting re-recruited to stay. Uh, it's happening for those guys. Uh, yes, sir. You can kind of feel that momentum building into this next year, which in my mind starts with, the, with this recruiting class. Uh, yes, sir. And, uh, once they come on campus, man, it's going to be exciting. Absolutely, my friend. All right, Jared, how can people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.